Good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Welcome to episode three of The Hot Zone. My name is Yeso, my co-host Zephyr, uh, joining me here as always over to my left. And for the first time, we've got a guest on the show today, our very good friend Dia, uh, of course, casting colleague and friend of ours coming in. We've got a ton to talk about today. Dia, welcome to the show. It's good to finally have you on. How are we doing? I, I'm doing well. I, I was reminiscing about the amount of times that I've seen Zephyr at the bottom of his chair as he came up. So I'm excited to uh, to break down some of the Pro League Split 1 because we have been waiting a long time for it. And that's mostly what I've, I've been thinking of coming up to today. Yeah, definitely a ton to cover on that front. Also, shout out to uh, to the guest gamer in the background uh for, for ah, dia yes. can we get a can we a little get a little guest shot a little, a little overwatch 2 going on in the background mm-hmm. the grind never stops right zephyr i uh for myself right now yes i am a, a big cassidy main as as uh, <laughs> oh, no. the rose brew okay. yeah i've i've diminished i've went from zarya in the last few weeks which trust me if we hit ranked grind boys i'll be there but now okay. i'm rocking cassidy but i have to say dia it is a pleasure to meet you meat uh, <laughs> shut up shut it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to finally meet you man what are you I, 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 for, for for those people who are who are watching and going this isn't how dia's setup normally looks i am i'm elsewhere right now i'm in california temporarily yeah he's coming days. he's coming to hang out with me yeah that's true gonna, i I'm, wish i'm gonna take oh. dia out on a date no i don't oh. I, I don't think dia is in uh orange county i think you're no yeah you're a little but farther am, north I, I am hoping. I'm hoping to be. I'm in like the Bay Area right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll you know we'll hook up down here soon enough. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's kick off this week. Of course, uh, pro league qualifiers wrapped up this past weekend for uh, basically all regions. We had Series E qualifiers finish up last week. We talked about that l- last week. Uh, but let's zone in first here to EMEA uh, in the results that were finalized just this past weekend. I can bring up the groups for everybody at home. You could see how things have panned out entirely with the qualifiers done and out of the way. And, of course, some uh, little qualifications that we'll have to bring in here in a little bit. But we'll talk about that when it's time. But, ultimately, Group A, you've got Pioneers, Ascend, Gaiman Gladiators, Forge, Phoenix, Legacy, Heroes, Turkish Stars, High Peak, Bitfix Gaming, and Three Muppets. Group B, Alliance, IG, Element 6, Horizon Union, EKO Esports, Navi, Vexed, Corpa, Incentivize, and Game of Drones. And then the final group, Group C, Scars, Fire Beavers, Major Pushers, Totem Esports, Eternal, which might be becoming Startified Esports. I know uh, Zephyr was kind of on top of that reporting. Uh, FUT Esports, Le Cite de France, VZD, High Society, V2. That wraps up your EMEA Pro League split one teams there. I want to come to you first, Dia. First blush, after qualifiers, biggest surprises. Did this kind of go to expectations? What are your kind of thoughts here? Um, I was surprised at the underperformance in the last two weeks of Bitfix Gaming. Um, they had a really good start and I thought they were going to be a little bit more convincing towards the tail end of the season. So I have big question marks around them going into Pro League, though I do know, you know, there's a, there's a fair amount of consistency there. I just wonder about how high they'll actually be able to reach in Pro League because of those last two weeks. Uh, outside of that, seeing Incentive Arise make their comeback story was really fun, especially after week one went kind of sideways for them. V2, I would say, a similar thing. Um, but my biggest my biggest surprise 
in terms of like capping off the qualifiers at the end of both EMEA and NA is the fact that EMEA felt a lot better than last season and a lot better comparatively. I'll probably touch on this a few times, but I mm-hmm. think that a lot of our EMEA teams had more polished endgames and a better idea of how they wanted to play than their counterparts who made it through to Pro League from North America. Zephyr, how about yourself? Biggest surprises? Did it go to expectations? Where do you kind of stand at the end of qualifiers? <clears throat> okay, so just... just I, I Obviously, I'll have a lot to discuss regarding the teams that were invited here in a moment, but... Sure. Um, uh, Preseason qualifiers come to an end. I think the biggest kind of like major surprise for me is if you look at that list of the teams that have qualified coming through from the quals, uh, they make up actually a third of the entire amount of the rosters that are in Pro League for this upcoming split. Uh, Obviously, that's technically two more than the expected eight. But still, it's a surprising portion size, especially when I personally, I know it's somewhat controversial i don't believe in terms of skill set and where they compare a lot of those teams match up to some of the pro league squads that we see sure. so uh, the fact that there is such a sizable amount of them within emea it, it definitely defines what we might see come pro league split one because for a lot of these squads when i look at high peak when i look at bitfix gaming incentivize those who have had success within the preseason qualifiers with consistency there's going to be a rude awakening the minute they actually get the opportunity to start kind of dining and dashing with their fellow <laughs> competitors. It, it, the the sense I'm really getting from both of you is that it feels like it's going to be a fairly top-heavy split. We may get a, a, a couple of teams coming in, but the the freshness of the a lot of those squads and the amount of teams coming in that are uh, having to play through qualifiers and aren't invited, maybe don't quite have as much experience, may create that kind of top-heavy atmosphere in EMEA. Would you agree with that, Zephyr? I I, I think EMEA is going to be very top-ended. I think the the range of either the top five to top ten is pretty much more than secured, in my opinion here. And obviously, I'm, I'm a little bit more heavy-handed regarding that call. I don't think Dia is as... Uh, as dominantly favoring as me, but I think, I mean, go ahead. What do you think, Dia? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, thank you. I, <laughs> I think, um, let me get in there. <laughs> Dia, feel free to use the microphone. I, I, I think that some of the groups are going to be a lot more top heavy than others. Um, which is, not not a super not a super hot take, but I also when I say top heavy, I'm not entirely excluding teams that made it through from preseason qualifiers from that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd say with again with some groups more than others, but um, top five of any given groups, the top half uh, of any, I expect to have at least two of the preseason qual teams in it which is actually okay. a, a pretty big amount i, I think yeah. emea as a whole um has a really good idea of how they want to play the game um and some teams are going to be super dominant and the others are going to be right next door to the preseason qual teams that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay well let's just start diving into those groups then and we'll of course start with uh, group A, and I, I do want to ask, because I actually didn't ask you guys last night when I was getting your uh, predictions, did you order yours first, second, third, or did you just give 
your top three in any order, Zephyr? I think I think it would be dumb of me to say I did list them in order because I know for a fact I'm going to see something later on and go, ooh, no, that is definitely not. Literally less than 24 hours since he gave you these, and he's like, I don't know about that one. Uh, Uh, Did you order yours that way uh, uh, in any kind of intentionality or no? Uh, I did not. I'm going to look over my okay. picks right now. Because I, I didn't. I just said these are going to be my top three in, in whatever order. I think that's kind of the best way to approach it. Though, I would yeah. say all three of us picking KCP across the board in Group A for EMEA, probably indicative that we think they're going to finish first in this group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zephyr, would you agree? AB. Maybe. Maybe. We all picked KCP. I agree (laughs) that we all picked KCP. I also can read. Uh, (laughs) I will say... Wow, learn something new today, guys. (laughs) Zephyr can, in fact, read. I'm I'm totally going to fight you. (laughs) There is one team in my top three that I think is more of a threat than we give them credit for currently, and it's because we haven't had the opportunity to see them compete in a very, very long, long time. And in scrims... They've had their success. Obviously, that's Gaiman Gladiators, or for those who may know them, other names, Free Agent Kitties, Players, or Team Gambit, right? Mm-hmm. So, something that, obviously, I've been watching scrims, and one thing that I've found incredible regarding these last kind of two and a half, three weeks of scrims is the fact that Gaiman have gone from literally, like, bottom 20th in terms of performance to top five consistently now, Right? Mm-hmm. Arco Liagri Hardecki, they are back in full form and they are and they are starting to really adjust to the current meta. And I think KCP has had a consistent, uh, constant level of practice scrim setup that is going to probably net them the most like secured position as number one in this group. But I think if Gaiman can get their shit together within the first two weeks, there is a very, very we'll say 30-70 chance. That they surpass them. I can I can I can I speak to that point? Because uh, yeah. I was I was yeah no you can't. This dude. is this is a free forum. <laughs> Jump <laughs> in there whenever My you Lord. see fit, Dia. Come on. So I I was thinking of Gaiman Gladiators to yeah. put on there, and the reason that I didn't go with it is because of the way that I think the meta the I'm the supposed meta changes will play with them. I think Gaiman Gladiators, uh, especially when thinking of Artie and Hardecki, are very, very individually talented. And in a meta where people are fighting a lot, I think they'll thrive. Um, But I think that the tendency right now that should be further accentuated by this season, especially if Catalyst ever gets fixed and is actually usable, um, (laughs) would be one where people trying to play their own game like heavy flanking teams should suffer a lot more due to teams being able to capitalize on their separation and Gaiman Gladiators I believe would fall into that category thoughts? questions? I disagree you did. I think, <laughs> go, go on. I, I, do you think it's think because they don't separate? Do you think it's because the meta is not going to shift that way? What? Why do you disagree? I personally think that Gaiman are currently adjusting themselves to the meta right now, mm-hmm. and they have proven so in their recent scrim results, right? Okay, yeah. So, well, I don't... I personally think that they are still kind of 
blast from the past trying to adjust. But it, it reminds me a little bit of Game of Thrones, kind of, right? And how yeah. they themselves were delayed regarding their kind of practice and being at the top peak performance for themselves. But we saw them kind of slowly regroup and come back into it. And when Gaiman goes up against that kind of aggressive tendency, that kind of separation, that nature that we do see, mm -hmm. they are secure. And it's not perfect yet. But mm -hmm. they are a team that I think is more than capable of finding that kind of success. Okay. I, I, I noticed that especially, I mean, when compared to uh, Yeso's picks, you went with Gaiman Gladiators over Forge. Why, why over Forge? Is One it because second. of their recent scrim results? Uh, Forge I... is Phoenix Row and Savage. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it's Ford. Ford gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I think Savage Row and Phoenix can be very good, mm -hmm. but I don't think they have ever displayed a consistent level of results within the peak of these lobbies. I think they are cusp of top five. Like... Okay. I think they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with picks like Phoenix Legacy and Heroes and High Peak in this upcoming thing, rather than particularly the three that I've chosen there. So does Forge feel to you like a maybe a secondary Dark Horse pick then for this group? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, cho I chose High Peak because I find them the most interesting out of the Dark Horses, but for, for, for Forge... Maybe it's because they might, it's have a a, concept. they might have I, a High Peak in this right. split. All right, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you really want to hit on on Group A uh, before we jump to Group B? Uh, I do want to kind of go through and discuss what's with the Bitfix pick, dude. Um, they <laughs> <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> Defend your position, slide. Dia. <laughs> what the, what the um, I saw that. On, I, I saw that when I was doing the predictions. I was like, damn, Dia. Throwing some faith to the preseason quality, which, granted, we all did at least a little bit in, in one of the NA groups that we'll get into later, but that's for some specific reasons. But, yeah, where, where are you at on Bitfix, Dia? I, thi I, I, thi I think um, that Bitfix Gaming and VZD, who are also a, a team, spoilers, that I picked later on, and what this their is. integration <laughs> <You're great>. rampart <laughs> is going is going. Pardon me, while my ruin. eyes roll out of my skull. <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think it's going to change things up, guys. I mean, ram, ah! rampart is already al already good, and I think Bitfix have a totally different read on them than BZD, which is why I'm kind of sad not to see them in the same group because I'd love to see them compete with each other all the time every day. Um, but. I think that with the fact that Bitfix have not only did pretty well in the first two weeks and were a relatively consistent team, again, lost a little bit of faith towards the end, but the fact that they're playing a different game from everyone else, and when we consider that I'm expecting in the, in the meta that will emerge this season, teams that split up a lot to be capitalized on more easily, Bitfix don't really split up that much. They... They play together really well and uh, should find should find success with the fact that they're already way ahead of the changing uh, uh, changing game. Rampart for the uh, win. I will tell you what I look forward to getting <sighs> to the end of Split 1, bringing Dia back on back. the show, and then we can all look back and feel shame for like 60% of our picks because knowing mm -hmm. Pro League, 
shit's gonna go fucking sideways and <laughs> yeah. we're e- each of us is is at least gonna have a handful of picks that we're like wow that one was terrible so it'll happen stop sa- shaking your fucking head uh Zephyr. And the prediction god yeah, all right sure sure <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll see how that pans out go ahead Dia. I- I know we want to move on. I know we already have the graphic on. Very quickly, two sentences. Why'd you pick Heroes as your Dark Horse CSO? Uh, you have to understand, I'm still getting a feel for EMEA, so that's kind of just a shot in the dark. I okay, really have not had the opportunity to watch a ton of scrims, so a lot of my predictions, I will I will qualify this, All of my, almost all of my EMEA predictions are leaning heavier into just prior knowledge from watching international events, okay. teams that I've gotten to interact with and, and, and stuff like that. There's going to be a handful of my picks that are just kind of a shot in the dark. I don't really know this team enough. I haven't seen them. Uh, and uh, a few, uh, I think at least like two of my dark horses are definitely like, fuck it. Let's see what this team does. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go off the wall. Let's, let's, and it, and it, at the very least, like a heroes, maybe props you two to talk about that team and maybe me to learn a little bit more about them. But I am excited with Pro League starting this weekend to finally, like, my life is going to start being consumed by Apex because now I'm going to be watching Series E twice a week, Oversight, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Catalyst Cup or, or Celestial Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Celestial Cup. I'm gonna be watching the EMEA. I'm gonna be consuming so much Apex content every single week because I really want to absorb as much knowledge about these teams as I can. Uh, so, fifty percent of my content is gonna be Apex. The other fifty percent is gonna be uh, me watching Critical Role <laughs> for fun. Nice. So that's yeah, about to be uh, my yes. entire life outside of shows right now, and I'm looking forward to it. So that is why the uh, the heroes pick is there. But let's jump into Groupy already up on the board. We talked about uh, about him a little bit earlier, and I want to hit Dia right off the bat with this one because all of us oh, picked no. Element Six. Not a big surprise there. Zephyr and I each picked Alliance in our top three. Not only did you not put Alliance in your top three, D, you don't even have them as a dark horse pick. Where is Alliance in this group? For I, <laughs> I okay. So I, Bud? I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that is me. That is yeah. my go ahead. Where the hell and, is and, it, Bud? Well, and, and <laughs> let me clarify for the folks that don't kind of how we did this pick. These picks. I asked for top three for each group and a dark horse. So theoretically, and this may be the answer D is about to give. Alliance could be at fourth or fifth, and maybe he has Game of Drones a little higher, but their ceiling is really high. So that is certainly possible, but Dia, go ahead. Okay, so I th- I, th- I think I think Alliance are a good team. I'm going to start there. I, do- I, don't, I don't think they're a bad team. Put down but. the pitchforks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. um, but I think that our squad that that was top dogs, you know, and has how do I how do I put this? Just hit us between the eyes. Come on, you don't I have don't to behave th- yourself. I, I don't. I don't think Alliance are, are are good enough right now. I think. Okay. I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna be really split up. Um. And I think that their IGLing will be their savior. I don't think their in-game mechanics will be right now. Zephyr, your response. <laughs> Get in there. That, I think personally that you're on the right track. Okay. But I also think you underestimate the quality of Hockey's and what he can do with his ability to IGL. 
I have seen that man thrown onto random shitter squads and mm. literally, literally turned them into greatness, right? And mm -hmm. obviously, we see the break, right? And now Monde is joining on. That's huge. That is a dedicated player who has been locked down for quite some time on Scars, who's now getting yep. the opportunity to potentially thrive. And given the direction alongside hockey's, that's so, I'm telling you right now, it's it's so goaded. It might take a second to ramp, but I, I genuinely think Alliance will be super strong if it stays, because right it, now it's only for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. like, like I, I, do, I do think that they're all individually good good players but i i think you know like when you when you talked about splitting up scars i think it's kind of like in in north america splitting up g2 and going well these are these are a lot of mechanically talented players who have played together for a while and they're just going to go their separate directions and i don't know if monday under different under new management <laughs> um is going to find the same amount of success when a lot of things can't be assumed because you've been playing people with people for a long time. I am, however, curious. I want to extend a question to you now. Yeah. Um, based on that sort of lack of faith that I have that led you to pick Alliance, um, I noticed that you've also picked Vexed Gaming. And I picked Vexed, Ga Vexed Gaming because of a similar leap of faith with Matafe. Why did you? I'm a simp for Tyler. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> Vex is my favorite that's, fucking team. We all we all know that's it. Like that is yeah. all Zephyr. Vex cared is about. about to wipe the fucking floor with EMEA if they can fucking not dick around. Oh my god, that team is so good. I'm lucky. <laughs> Goated with the sauce, Tyler, <laughs> busting it down sexual style, white boy. I'll tell you what, and then Matafe now with the big brains to give them their fucking perspective. I, vexed, like, people have to remember, like, Tyler's, <laughs> like, history and where he comes from. We go from Tyler, new, get shit on, he's like, fuck! And then we go to Young Money you Guild. Gotta turn Zephyr right? down, man, damn, he's Shut popping up. off. We go to Young Money Guild, right, and Young Money Guild is Evoke plus Tyler, just yep. one more. I'm so sorry. At the end of the day, they switch out. Unlucky comes in alongside Blast. They become Mutarium. Mutarium then goes on to become what is what we see the new Vex roster here or Bosch for a little bit, which was then Blast drops down. Matafe comes in, yada, yada, yada. They've literally just been ramping. Things have just been getting better and better, right? It's mm -hmm. it's like we're getting like it's like we're like this. We're like this, right? And it's like, oh, oh, oh. And like now we're no we're like rock fucking solid. Our audio right? only listeners loving this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling I'm telling you right now when it comes to vexed, underestimating. I think as long as they don't get ahead of themselves, right, and and just mm -hmm. shit the bed, that team is better three v threes more efficiently than anyone else in that lobby. It's just mm -hmm. stupid mistakes that they make occasionally. Everything else, like I said. Go to with the sauce, busting it down sexual style, quirked up white boy. I, so good. I, I, I th yeah, I think the only uh. risk with Vexed, as opposed to other teams, is that where other teams might like play really aggressive and throw games, I think if Vexed don't find a couple wins in the first three weeks, that they could start playing not to lose as opposed to to win because they are all players who are still unproven. 
Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, sort of on, on that. I, I like up. that and perspective. So, That's yeah. good. That's good. Damn. <laughs> Damn, you're good. So let me, I'll, I'll do, let me do a solid real fast for our audio-only hmm. listeners. Apologies we didn't do it for Group A. But just for reference, the picks here for Group B, uh, I took Alliance, Element 6, Navi, and then IG as my Dark Horse pick. Zephyr took Element 6, Vexed Alliance with Echo, uh, or EKO, Esports is uh, his Dark Horse, and Dia took Vexed, Horizon Union, Element 6, and Game of Drones as his Dark Horse. I do want to give my quick point on the Alliance thing. Uh, mine was just heavily on by, by how impressed I was by Hockeys at Champs. Mm-hmm. Hockeys yeah. was one of the most standout players at that event, especially of the ones that I didn't really know as much going into international play, and Hockeys was phenomenal at champs i was so impressed was really the backbone of that alliance squad in their eighth place finish there and a you know i'm excited to see what this team can do this split i think it is going to be a very compelling split in emea uh i'm curious to see uh it would seem based on what we were talking about earlier dia you mm. seem to not be as sold on the top heavy mentality while you may have like those maybe three big squads at the top the the kind of melting pot below that will make it maybe a little less top heavy um mm-hmm. i'm curious to see kind of which you know you or zephyr is a, a little more correct on that front i think it's going to be interesting but i definitely have my eyes on alliance going into this split i think it's going to be fun to watch them and this group is really interesting when you see that alliance ig and element six are all in the same fucking group together i i, oh, yeah. I mean this is the hardest group right we, yes, like, yes. This is the group of death, as we yeah. typically <laughs> coin it in esports. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to touch on it because, like, let's not run away before we get to dark horses. Sure, sure element sure. six. Uh, I think by and far is the team that, when we when we separate biases, when we pull away from current expectations, just is the most likely team to walk away with a first place finish in EMEA mm-hmm. for split one. Swinny Swinny scares me, man. Like. I like no cap. I'm actually afraid of him. I know. And yeah, <laughs> you say this every time we talk about Swinny. You go, you know, Zephyr Swinny like actually strikes fear into me. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I I just don't think he's. I if if his team does lose, anything, he's just not gonna let it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yes. Yeah, Swinny, Swinny really, he, he's really terrifying. And more than that, he's already proven that he knows how to pull teams together that are struggling to function, um, probably because he's so scary. So, yeah, they're <laughs> going to do really well. They're going to do really well. I want to stop talking about it before he realizes and DMs Swinny, me. Swinny's going to come in here and <laughs> shit out of you. No, that guy, that yeah. guy... That guy is impressive, and it's it's a shame that we haven't really ever, like, this whole COVID thing that happened with champs really kind of, like, neutered what we got to learn mm-hmm. and understand about EMEA, and what was 69 IQ, element 6, yada yada, never really got the chance to have that full story throughout mm-hmm. last year of ALGS, mm-hmm. and I am hoping now, because Slayers, Life, and Swinny, they've all been putting in the fucking grind right Mm -hmm. and they're redefining the meta slightly as well as they just seem to have such a more steady grasp of everything right now in comparison to any other team they may not finish first every single time but they're a team that you will consistently see within that top five regularly who will dominate Mm -hmm. right 
Dia, how much of your Horizon Union top three pick was influenced by the recent signing of Urban? Uh, a decent amount. Uh, a, a decent amount. I, I have to say... Horizon Union was a difficult... Um, it, was, it was why I was kind of nervous when you guys asked about it. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a difficult third to pick. Um, oh, and it was know. mostly based on the fact that I don't think that Alliance would necessarily take that third spot. And I also don't think Game of Drones is my dark horse, has the necessary success conditions to yeah. automatically take it. Um, so, yes, the recent signing was, I think, net good for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think my prediction changes without it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Any final thoughts before we jump forward to Group C? All right, you got to explain. Why the hell is Game of Drones your dark horse pick? I was going <laughs> to ask you why EKO was on yours. Dude, what the All heck right. is that? <laughs> also, can I also say respect to Yeso for giving a bone to IG? Yeah, they thank, kinda you. De- thank you. I got to do it. They kind of deserve it. Like, Somebody had to do it. I like saw all of your guys' predictions, and I was just like, Damn. Nobody yeah. on the IG Nobody trade here today. I was like, oh, I will give them something. Come they're on. just they're yeah. just in that weird state of limbo right now where they're not good enough to be like the top five, but they're not like so dark horsey that like they're gonna find decent success, but they're not like gonna really really show up in my opinion unless something crazy happens. Low floor, high ce- maybe yeah. high ceiling. Yeah, they're 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 very middle of the pack right now. Who might slip into top four if they yeah. if they have like really good ones? But okay, yeah. why Z- Game of Drones? Defend, why Game yeah, of Drones? defend Game of Drones, Dia. Go. I I, go. I pick I picked Game of Drones because I think that their performance in the preseason qualifiers was not. There's a word that when you when something reflects your identity. Uh, it, it, it wasn't that it wasn't representative um, of how they'll be able to play in lobbies where fragging should be a lot less important. Um, I, I, I remember a lot of times where I would be watching the preseason quals and I would go game of drones, not a bad position, good way of fighting. I like the way they're moving and they would just get into by a squad and then die. And it happened a lot. It happened to a lot of teams, but Game of Drones is one of those teams that I think it happened to disproportionately in the preseason qualifiers who still managed to make it through, and they should look a lot better in Pro League. Fair. Okay. Zephyr, defend EKO Esports. Okay, so <laughs> EKO kind of comes out of the woodwork randomly. Zuni and Bardo jump onto this team after they had recently been playing with Mr. Arthur to form Eichmann God. Right, and this was a very like small period of time for like three weeks where Ike Got existed before mm-hmm. they jumped onto Echo. That team, albeit the difference, you know, Mr. Arthur versus HTP Herald right now, was insanely dominant mm-hmm. within pro league streams in general practice for being just the hodgepodge of those individuals, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about Zuni and Bardo previously with Yolu, who went on to play with Lacite de France, and they were back on Cooling Gaming, etc. They have experience at being at the top of their game here, and they displayed it for the soft moment that they were on, on that particular team here about a month ago. We really haven't seen much of Echo in the meanwhile, and I think... They're definitely a, a, a team that if they can display the same level of success that they have replicated elsewhere, especially with Zuni and Bardo, that they can go on to do the exact same thing here in Pro League for this first split, right? 
Okay. I'll take it. Very, very, yeah. I, I understand why they're a dark horse, right? There's there's yes. a lot of risk involved in that, but I, I yes. see the argument. Okay. Just well, like I see your argument with Game of Thrones, Raphael. Thank you. I tip my hat to you. <laughs> One legend to another. <laughs> All right, let's go to group C here. Uh, oh, for the audio-only listeners All here, right. our picks, mine, uh, Scars, F-U-T, Esports, Fire Beavers with Dark Horse, Society Zephyr hitting Fire Beavers Major Pushers Le Cite de France with Scars slash VZD will allow the uh, the secondary pick there on the Dark Horse and then Dia hitting Scars VZD High Society and then Fire Beavers for the Dark Horse Zephyr where do you want to start here This is I I, I want to like preface this group with this was probably the toughest group for me to really put mm-hmm. together some options here because especially with the roster mania that we may discuss in a moment. Yes. Uh, no one directly stands out and has a level of consistency within this group other than fire beavers and major pushers. Everything else has been very, very transient in my opinion. Okay. Fire beavers signed someone today, right? Fire beavers fired. Fire beavers is fire beavers now. Officially. Yeah, I saw a whole team announcement kind of thing. Okay, okay. Today. okay yeah, yeah, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, no, no, uh, that, 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 that's we have was. Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, it was it was the Oya Rain. I yes, yeah, which yeah. is uh, I I I think. Uh, let's see, uh, Fire Beavers officially becomes an org today. Two hours ago, they announced Nine Impulse, Taskmaster, and Clausy as a substitute, with of course Oya Rain as well there. Um, yeah. That is a fantastic team, and I, I think it's I, one that will display the most success in this group. I think that announcement swaps High Society to a Dark Horse and puts Fire Beavers in uh, okay. the top three. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow Thank it. You. Thank <laughs> you. For those of you visual listeners, just, like, cover your eyes and pretend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I noticed you put major, uh, major pushers, yeah. Zephyr, and Yeso, you put... F-U-T. Uh, I'd like to start with Yeso and just, you know, like, like you talked about, it's based on past familiarity. So what Perfect. What sort of stood out here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, F-U-T, I, I haven't seen a ton. This was definitely, like, in terms of all three groups, the one that I had, like, the least information about. Yeah. Scars, seen a ton. Uh, they even came out uh, and played in... Uh, in Series E, I think a little while back, I think we had them on for for a couple of weeks to come and play. Super impressed with them. Fire Beavers, that's a, definitely a team that I've gotten to see a lot. FUT is a little bit of a shot in the dark because uh, looking at the other teams, the you know uh, below like Scars and Fire Beavers, a lot of these I actually don't know a ton. I was leaning mm-hmm. on the Dia High Society pick in the top three uh, for my dark horse. So uh, honestly, FUT is is probably i would characterize at least from my knowledge as a dark horse pick but i wasn't really uh knowledgeable a ton on this group group c was definitely the one that i had the least uh background on here outside of scars and fire beaver so fet little bit of a shot in the dark there to be completely honest okay yeah, yeah, yeah. the worst shot in the dark i mean <laughs> thank no, you it isn't. it isn't flavor of the month etc i mean that's a team that hosts like a very large spectrum of pro background mm-hmm. and who knows how they'll perform right zephyr wh- why do you have vzd as a maybe dark horse pick but lacite de france as a top three he's on that because, hype train. because <laughs> shut the hell up 
I'm not I'm not as flustered by this rampart pickup as you are, all right? I see through the lies, all right? I see through the fear. First of all, I think a lot of what VZD were able and permitted to do in in what we saw out of them in preseason qualifiers was heightened by the quality of those lobbies or the lack thereof, sure. right? I think in comparison where I agree a little bit more with you regarding Bitfix Gaming, I think VZD, Zane and VJ are incredible fraggers who are going to have very hot and heavy potential. But I think they don't have the level of flexibility that we saw in Priest and Qualities, and they're going to be reined in more, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't adhere to the same play style, which was hyper-aggressive, lots of space taken, you know, not even a three-man setup, just kind of all over the place dominant, right? And I don't have a good read for how does VZD fare when they're more back up against the wall, having to contain themselves and play more at a reduced tempo. I think they're definitely a, one of the strongest teams. It's just I don't have that confidence as much as you do because of that. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. But you, you do have that confidence when it comes to the seat de France. Yes, I mm -hmm. think in a very similar way to Game of Drones and how you describe them, I think the way that Lysique de France approaches those lobbies and priests and qualifiers, or at least what we saw, especially given the background of their experience, YOLO coming in, same kind of concept I brought you with Echo in that previous roster, all that combined makes a team that I genuinely think you put them in Pro League, you give them the opportunity to play on the same kind of standard and level, they will find success. Okay. Um, I think pushing for top three is something that should be at the top end of their goals. And given that this lobby is very kind of insecure in how each kind of roster is, it's the perfect opportunity for Lysite de France to swoop in and have that success. I, I, I see that. I see that. I got too little time with them, I think, to, to be as confident Fair. as you were. Um, but... I could easily see them, you know, feeling like a high society to me had I had a little bit more exposure to the roster there. Um, I know that also Yeso and I both have scars. This is a this is a very heavy group focused on on you, Zephram. I'm very sorry, um, <laughs> but you you haven't put scars in your top three. You Thank you, D. You, you asked the question that I was going to ask <laughs> because I don't exactly know how they're going to fare with this new roster. Um, I think like Alliance, you bring Mandai on, that's a, a, a kind of like a, a one-off change, switch out Fragger, etc. For, for Scars, Hiraka's coming through, right, on top Still of that. Still can't say his name. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Dia's like, I'm on the show, I've got my shot, it's All time right. to bully right. Zephyr on All a right. Thursday afternoon. You're bitch. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're cool friends me and this guy let me quickly mm -hmm. pull up our we all cool get along here real together. well oh, yeah, me, we're me and Haraka and Chaco you were saying you were saying yeah I genuinely don't know how that roster is going to adjust here mm -hmm. as much as I am more like say confident when I talk about say Alliance I think mm -hmm. they are a, a team that is filled with a wealth of background and experience who, if they mesh well, can be up there top three, like you guys are currently describing. But it's not information I have. This change is coming through literally clock, clock at the strike of 11 here. 
the minute before the week is going to begin, it, it's going to be very rough for these first few weeks, mm-hmm. if not uh, uh, potentially a very rough split one as a whole, uh, if okay. they don't just have that immediate chemistry. Uh, their talent alone gives them their current dark horse slot right now for myself. Okay. Okay. I yeah I I, I think the the thing that changed that for me that that did push me over the line um, was just that I think Kiarka is really talented. He's very yes malleable as well, which I think mm. I can't say so for soft. a lot of. This t- <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I can't say that for a lot of. Uh, a lot of other pro players, but I do think that he adapts really well under pressure. Uh, he's, he's a player that I'd like to have on my team, especially with a good uh, IGL. Taishin is obviously very talented, and I think that those two specifically should combo really well together. Oh, look, everybody's friends. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. Me. Posing. It's a, it's a shame that we see I love down super quickly, by the way. Like, I love the fact... Is with the aim boys wearing the element six jersey. I wasn't gonna <laughs> say yeah, 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 yeah. That's it great. was funny. Uh Sineska like came up to me and he's like, I, I posted about like, you know, you do the esports thing, you go to big events and you cry out for free jerseys and most of the time, yeah. Uh Bro, I'm so- still like trying to low key get KCP to send me stuff. I like yes. made friends with a bunch of their staff and they're super awesome and I love the team and then I was also like, You guys also have sick merch. I was like, damn, Mark yeah, can use some great, great <laughs> Yeah, so Sineska hooked me up that that pro league day at Champs and he oh, gave it yeah. to me. And so, of course, I donned it, and um, for good reason too. I love Element Six, and I, I'm so glad that they're now, uh, you know, going on. Yeah, what's what's up, Dia? I was just looking for my Shakespeare book so I could relate to you. <laughs> I, Don- I, I, I donned. <laughs> he giveth me the T-shirt. <laughs> so, I, so I donned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leave it to the theater boy to bring up Shakespeare. <laughs> I doff my carpentry. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> any, any, any final points y'all want to hit on Group C before I think, we jump into uh, the WrestleMania stuff? I think y'all are underrating major pushers. Yes's opinions aside, given his lack of EMA knowledge. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just doesn't right mean over. shit. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeso doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I, yeah. I, this is I a think, team that has seen massive success, and they got screwed over royally by like certain, you know, Russian things. Obviously, like they're still very, very good. I think they'll do well in split two. I don't think they'll do well in split one. I think major pushers. I believed in them a lot last <laughs> year. And they followed a similar trajectory where right. I think that they, they had growing pains at the beginning, and I think it's enough to keep them out of top three. Okay. All right. All right. So. All right. No big deal. <laughs> that'll wrap our, our, our prediction discussion on Group C. But let's talk roster media. This is something that you very much wanted yeah. to talk about, Zephyr, because. Oh my gosh. It, it was. Uh, honestly, a, a minor discussion we've already had on the show because we talked about the entire G Dolphin situation following oh week one of the Pro League qualifiers uh, in EMEA. Of course, G Dolphin ended up forming a new roster and qualifying with the new roster. And right. roster fluctuations are certainly not a you know a strange thing to see in Apex Legends esports, but we have apparently seen a very high volume of that here in the run up to the start of Pro League in EMEA. Where do you want to start on that? It's definitely interesting uh, because 
like we can go through most of these just one at a time because I think go for it. Obviously, the big one to start off with is Alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, Monday joins on with them, and that's probably the one that I think is going to reap the most rewards uh, regarding what we currently see out okay. of EMEA. Um, and uh, then as we kind of go down here, obviously Urban has <coughs> literally just joined on with Horizon Union. That's a huge change. Uh, Life in being this kind of new pickup for Element 6, albeit more less recent, more the last month or so. Mm -hmm. That's a huge change. Lufka's now part of Ascend. Got ripped off from Incentive Arise literally just like a few days ago. They had to qualify with literally like last minute with Horizon to make their way into Pro League. And now Lufka's with Ascend, which he's very good. And that, that roster is going to blow up now because of that. Um... Right, uh, my echo discussion where they ripped from Eichmann got right. Um, let's see, is who who else is just absolutely simping with the, the for changes? Obviously, oh yeah, incentive arise is no longer incentive arise. They're currently called LFO forever right now, but I'm pretty sure they're about to be signed. But Horizon <clears throat> is now back in Pro League, my lord. Oh my gosh, what happened with firepower? Firepower gets ripped to shreds because Neca's an ass, and and he and he and he's toxic as shit, and he tries to he tries to tries to kick some player out. Did Dia just, just like, like pass a kidney stone or something over there? Like, <laughs> holy so shit! And then and then tricks and oh my god, he sends him that message, and he literally says, "Such a shame, you're never gonna be seeing pro league, right?" Oh, and then, and then little, little did he fucking know he'd never see Pro League. Fucking yoink. Trickster pulls the fucking Giga Chad move and says, not today. Neither of us are going to Pro League now. I quit. You, you know the EMEA drama is saucy when I've heard about it before Zephyr or Dia have told me about it. Because we get into prep for the show. Zephyr's like, oh, did you hear about this? I'm like, yeah, I did, dude. I saw the fucking tweets. This shit was crazy. It traveled across the ocean. Yeah, it came down here to South County. I was like, what in the hell? It's happening. I mean, technically, it hits Texas first if we're going by distance, so it makes sense most of the time. Think about it. Think about it. All right, but as you guys can tell, obviously, I've, that's just a very simple kind of, like, update for what you see right now. Oyrim yeah. being another one that I just remembered from Fire Beavers. Obviously, there are so many changes within EMEA, but the big difference here, especially as we're about to get into North America, is I feel like a lot of the North American changes were more so solidified kind of during the beginning of the summer or kind of yeah. at the back end of champs rather than emea which is literally taking place right now which is terrifying because it, it like it, it gives me like why i think scars is in the current position that they are right mm -hmm. or why they yeah right yeah I, th I think it's going to make for just a lot of very interesting variants at least in the early on of the split yes. I, I i can't imagine that that continues into the back half of, of split one outside of no. a couple of isolated teams. But at the very least, the first couple of weeks in EMEA are going to be really weird because there's these teams, even the big boys that you mentioned, like Ascend, still trying to sort things out. And a couple of them will hit the ground running based on just the talent level and the lobbies that they play in. Yes. But there's going to be teams still trying to figure out what their play style is or how do they fit this new member into the squad. And it's going to make things... Compelling, at the very least. 
One of my favorite things about EMEA as a region, especially their top talent, is that unlike in NA, nobody, n- n- very not nobody, very few of their talent got there because they had fun rolling kids in tournaments for a thousand dollars, because there's no tournaments for a thousand dollars, so they just are insane at the game. Yeah. And dis- and decide that other people should know that and that they should be play- like I think I think it makes EMEA's top talent Never. really exciting to watch. Yeah. They're 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 just they're even if they end up being at comparable skill levels, I think the talent pool that emerges in EMEA is very, very hard working and even with roster mania, a lot less uh delicate. I like it. It's gonna be interesting. I to agree. Watch. <laughs> uh speaking of north america why don't we right. jump to na talk split one groups on the screen for you right now for the audio only listeners let's just run through it real fast group a dark zero esports nrg team liquid clg g2 esports mpl complexity gaming Rack Attack, Team Smiley, and Bots. Group B has got Furia Esports, TSM Cloud9, Elevate, Atlanta Premier, Sign Us Please, Tripods, Esports Arena, Season or SZN, uh, BR Demons, and then Group C, Hunter Thieves, Space Station, Optic, Luminosity, Sentinels, Oxygen Esports, The Guard, FaZe Clan, Slept On, and First Attempt. Let's hit Final thoughts, uh, maybe overall thoughts on qualifiers. Dia, I'll let you go first on this one as we got our final qualifiers in this past weekend. Really chaotic, insane qualifiers. Yeah. And I uh, t- I talked about this a little bit earlier. I think that EMEA had some really consistent quals. And with NA, I just... There were some games that I was like, I don't even know what's happening. I, I think it was week two, game one. I just, I lost my mind that, <laughs> that, 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 we, that we had actually just witnessed this. And it, it felt like that happened quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the teams that we have coming out of um, Pro League Quals are big mechanical lads. And yes. are going to encounter a lot of difficulty. They should. They should encounter a lot of difficulty. I don't know if they will. They should encounter a lot of difficulty going up against people who have actually been playing this game for a really long time. Uh, it should make the first couple of weeks of even NA Pro League mm-hmm. just as chaotic. Um, but I do think that their mechanical ceiling is super, super high. And it's why that it's why I've uh, listed some of them. I would I would caveat that with maybe one team ESA. Yep. I think uh, I think ESA is definitely one of the few that I would say is it, I, obviously between all of us. It's such a shame that they had to be in preseason qualifiers to begin yeah. with, and one of the ones that are going to walk into it with a level of more what we expect to see across I, the. I'd include rack attack and first attempt in that sort of not not as chaotic um, yeah. area as well. ESA still, of course separate because they should have naturally been in there anyway but uh but rack attack and first attempt i, I think will have the best time early in the season i love rack attack too yeah. rack attack! the rack attack. so rack i will say and i'm a big rack and issue fan i am not mm-hmm. very high on that roster if i'm being completely honest sure. uh i think that 
they will be, I, I think, the consistency, and they probably will come in just fine to start the season. I would agree with you guys there, especially the just the experience on this roster with Rack, Impulse, uh, and, and Bowser, right? That's mm-hmm. a veteran-heavy team. I just think their ceiling is not very high. I would be surprised and this is a group that could see a lot of fluctuation we'll kind of dive a little deeper into it here momentarily but i would be surprised if rack attack finished top five in this group you're crazy you're you're crazy i i you're telling me with dark zero nrg tl and clg i think they might finish g2 i think they finish fifth yeah i think they finish fifth i think they finish fifth who do you think finishes behind them of that group of big squats because there's six uh, there. I well, I, I, I I'm just gonna say who I think places above them. I think Dark Zero, NRG, Team G, Liquid, and CLG plays place above them. I, I so would you think they CLG beat out G two. You think they okay, beat sure. out G two in complexity? Dia? Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Okay. No. I mean, hey, <laughs> for me, CLG understandable. Is complexity, yes. Understandable. I am not yeah, as high yeah, yeah. on them. I would love to see them perform. I am a huge Rakanishu fan. I have been since literally the day that I started covering Apex Legends. But I'm he's not quite nice. buying it. I will. Oh, he's wonderful <laughs> he is an absolute sweetheart i love yeah. racking issue uh i would say my biggest surprise of qualifiers and granted they they were going to qualify on points coming into this final week almost guaranteed but uh was the fact that it took until week four for season to yeah. win it i was actually yeah. surprised that they had to play all four qualifiers because this is a team that has been playing together for a while they were playing in pro league last year as x set so it's kind of surprising that it took them all the way until week four to secure that first place spot. Uh, I think of the teams coming through qualifiers, them and Esports Arena, I think, are, are my like top echelon of the preseason qual teams. I don't think many folks should be surprised by that. Um, how high can they go? Not quite sure, especially because that is a very interesting group in Group B. But uh, let's just run it here. I'm going to bring up group a for everyone at home and we'll just start running through our predictions for group a i took energy dark zero complexity with team liquid as my dark horse zephyr taking energy tl dark zero with g2 as his dark horse and dia took energy dark zero team liquid with clg as his dark horse where do we want to start gents uh I'd love to hear a little bit more about your complexity pick, not because I think it's wrong, sure, um, but just because I, I, I think it's interesting to not include Team Liquid f- for complexity, and I want to hear the difference between those rosters. For I am, I, I'm kind of in a similar place right now as I was, uh, going into Champs last year, and I'm, I would say I'm even lower on Liquid now uh, with Gilderson's leaving. I think Mm -hmm. Gilderson's was the best part of Liquid at the end of last season. And Gilderson's has left and kept that going with NRG because NRG has been, hands down, the best team in North America since Champs. I don't think, like, I don't think anybody can argue that. NRG has been incredible, whether it's in Esports Arena Pro Night, Oversight, elsewhere. They have been so good. And Gilderson's, I think, is a big part of that, though, of course, Credit to Sweet, credit to Nathan, talented roster, but Guild has come in and fit right in with that roster. And so I think Gildersons is a big part of the success, you know, what Team Liquid had going for them at the end of last year. And I, I just have not been incredibly impressed by them 
over the summer. Uh, this the the floor for that team is high because again, veteran experience, nocturnal fun, super good players. But I'm not just really buying all that high on this liquid roster. Uh, Zephyr, you want to mm-hmm. jump in there? I think. Uh, at least this is my perspective on why I throw TL into the mix more so. Sure. Um, it, it, it's when I, I don't directly try to compare them, you know, up against the energies in this lobby or even Dark Zero, who once they get adjusted will be just terrifying, mm-hmm. right? But more so, if I start breaking it down literally like, okay, what's my opinion on Team Liquid versus CLG? Uh, and I, I kind of run those through one by one in my head. And I would say, while they aren't, like, super dominant over the majority of the rest of these teams, I think they put up better results more consistently than the kind of flash in the pan that we sometimes see out of those other rosters, right? And I actually like the complexity pick because I think out of all the teams that do sit below them, they're one of the few squads that can potentially rival with that same level of play uh, if they are in their best form. Dia, anything you want to add on the uh, the liquid front? Uh, I just think Sax is really good. I yeah. Fair. Um, and and Sax, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that Gildersons was also really good. Um, but in a again, I'm expecting the meta to change, and maybe it doesn't. And in which case, I'll be very wrong about this. But I think that a team with a coach like Hotsik should do better in sure. a changing environment. Um, that's uh, that's what pushes them to the goal? top for me. Yeah, And I will say, like, complexity is probably my most difficult pick to defend of, like, all of my North American picks. Uh, do still have, like, Team Liquid as a dark horse, and I do agree with you on that Hodzik point. I think Hodzik has been uh, great and has done a, a, a fairly good job all over his tenure of really kind of getting the most out of his rosters. And I think he will mm-hmm. do the same with TL. Um, but I guess I'm just, I'd like Luxford's fit with complexity here. And I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of see the return of the complexity that I really loved, uh, you know, about a year ago. So we'll see uh, on that front. Where, where are you at on G2 Zephyr? Because I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just like ever since the, you know the roster uh, since you know Gent left, I'm just like I don't know. It's man. Ca- it's it's got to be an EU carry angle for you, right, Zephyr? They have chaotic now, and and so they win. Is that Bro, they it? brought in my boy chaotic EMEA <laughs> talent in North America. Ooh. All these kids are about to get shit on. I don't care that they don't have IGL prowess or brains to work with. They just shoot better there's a reason they're dark horse guys though like yeah, i yeah. i uh i would say it's uh um when i look at them in comparison to teams like clg right like complexity obviously those teams are kind of that middle of the pack area where i think they're going to place better than g2 on average but g2 just has this unnatural fervor with the three that they have result designful chaotic to just literally out of nowhere just come through slap happy on like week three and shit stomp. And it's like, where the fuck was that? Right. And then they never do it again. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's something I fear from this roster. And it's the reason why they are like the darkest of dark horse picks for me, probably across everything that I've put out here. Yeah. I, I I feel like the pickup of chaotic munch (laughs) makes G2's style 
work better when it works, but it doesn't make it work more often. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so do you have a, do you have a follow-up for that? Because if not, I have a question for uh, you. Uh, no, I mean, I, I would say... I would say I'm probably in a similar boat uh, to what you're saying there, Dia. Uh, I've mm. it, it it bums me out to see that the G2 roster that we've seen for so long is now you know no longer together. Of course, with Gent leaving, uh, because mm. I was a huge G2 fan and such a fan of watching that team play and just like the incredibly high skill ceiling and fragging potential of that squad when they were on their game was so much fun to watch, and. Also, the fact, too, that I look at the team that Gent has gone to join, and <clears throat> I am not buying any stock in tripods in this split, at least. <laughs> uh, and that bums me out, because I think Gent is a super talented player, so we'll see. Uh, but not really much to add. Hit me with the question. What do you got? Uh, you're, a, you're a Series E, Stan. Yes, uh, sure. N- no love for, for CLG here? What's going on? I'm... Um, No, so <clears throat> CLG is actually like my fourth place pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. C- CLG is just outside of my top three. Uh, I think Mamba has been a great fit for the roster with, with uh, you know, of course, Vetro stepping down. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to see the return of Split 2 CLG from last year, uh, because if the folks at home don't remember, CLG was terrible in Split 1, and then they found their game in that offseason and were one of the biggest surprises of Split 2 last year. In Pro League, they just shot to the top of their group and were really, uh, really, really good. And they were, interestingly enough, when I did my YouTube video, I did my picks in a similar way for uh, that split. CLG was my Dark Horse pick there, and they popped off. So they're not a Dark Horse for me. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest for CLG to jump into the top three. I think they're really, really good. Uh, And especially because this is is kind of... It's a wide-open group. Outside of the top two, honestly, for me. I think Dark Zero and Energy should be pretty much locks for top two in this group. I know you guys are high on Team Liquid, and I understand it. But I think outside of that top two, I think there can be a ton of movement, especially because I'm pretty low on G2. Complexity certainly can have that variance, though I'm buying in a little bit on them, and I'm not confident in Rack Attack. So, I do want to say one thing. Go. Hmm. We base a lot on Dark Zero due to the fact that they are double back-to-back current champions, etc. All sure. this, yada, yada. I And obviously, we look at Oversight recently, and they have begun to kind of find their mesh within the North American meta, and I think they are going to be successful, and that's why they do, you know, optimally end up in my top three. But it was very close, because <clears throat> I don't have the utmost confidence uh- in Dark Zero entirely. I want to I want to admit something. I want to admit something here on the podcast. Do it. Go ahead. I, as somebody who watches a lot of Apex and who considers this basically my living, mm-hmm. I'm picking this purely on faith because I watched <laughs> both those tournaments that Dark Zero played for their world championship <laughs> slash playoff win. I don't know how they do it. 
Guys, I have no Jen idea. Burton, dude, Burton. Come on. I, I have I, no idea. The power idea of Jen Burton, baby. Roster, like literally, they can look like they're doing mid in a tournament, <laughs> and then they just win, and they just—it's like it's like something just clicks for them. I don't understand it, and I'm not going to pretend to understand it. So, Dark Zero, yeah, they're going to hit top two. Yep. How are they going to do it? I don't know. No, Who the I fuck knows? <laughs> I, I, I will. Hey, credit to, to, to Mellocrit in chat. I don't mean to be a hater, but I don't think I'd put Dark Zero in my top three. I don't think that's like a crazy opinion. Crazy. I think I think it is. I think it is understandable for folks to be like, they're the ALGS champions. Of course they should be top two. But I think it's also understandable to be like, hey, they're moving to NA. How well they're going to adjust to the meta and, and just like coming out to, to play here. You know, I think these are yeah. understandable concerns about the team, and they they could finish outside of the top four, right? They could have a rough first split. I don't think that is, like, outside of the realm of possibility, but I'm leaning on veteran talent. Jen Burton considered, like, one of the best controller players in the world. Like, this is a very talented team, and also I just think this is this group is a little wide open, in my opinion, outside of that top two, top three. I think they're going to place in 10th for the first four or five weeks, and then they're just going to win the group. And I'm not going to know how it happened. <laughs> That's, that is exactly I, it. I, I have no idea. Also, because because we're shouting out chat, Mello, Mello made a good point uh, that elaborated a little bit more on the Team Liquid pick earlier mm -hmm. as well, that like Sykes is... Uh, Sykes brings a different side to the roster than uh, than Gilderson's mm -hmm. and should enable a, a Team Liquid that still looks good and still performs well, but in a different style than we've seen previously. Thanks, Mello. I think that's fair. Anything else you guys want to hit on Group A? No. Uh, Champs was weird, and I don't like basing a lot of my opinions on Dark Zero off of Champs because they won in Game 9, which that is more of a... Con like a it's more of a critique against match point format than it actually is regarding the success of that roster because I think... This is just I, I hate saying this, but like if the game if they go that late and we're on like game nine or ten and then someone who swooped in like during game seven to get to their match point and then come in with a win, I don't have that same level of like, oh, they're super dominant, right? We're gonna talk about a team that is super dominant as we approach group B and who should have potentially though beautiful really transition. walked away with that one. Right, one that I see is apparently <laughs> not on Dia's list. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh i'm supposed to put furia down no no man so, no yeah. uh, i i'm very curious i i have a sneaking suspicion that dia and i might have like a similar reason because i will say while i didn't order a lot of my picks i do have furia as my third place pick for this group and i'm curious to see if dia and i are of the same mind on furia in this group so why don't we start there dia Hold on, hold yeah, on. For the, for the okay. people at home, really quickly. Ooh, yes. Yeso's picks are Thank TSM, you. Atlanta, Premier, and Furia, with his dark horse being Esports Arena. Mine being Furia, TSM, and Atlanta, Premier, with mm -hmm. dark horse pick Esports Arena. And Dia being the black sheep here, with Ooh. his picks being Esports Arena, TSM, Atlanta, Premier, with a dark horse being Season. Yeah, I just realized that we have the exact same picks, Zephyr. I didn't even notice last yes, night when I was putting do. this together. So, oh, yes, yeah. those are our picks. Dia, why is Furia not there? Uh, is not there because I think they did really well at Champs because everybody was trying to catch up, and there was a lot of chaos, mm -hmm. and that favored them. Mm -hmm. And I think that since then, 
they just they just haven't been as good. I think you see, I think I've seen one too many tournaments where Furia still places well, you know, they're still placed top five or something, but because they're trying to play the same style that they played at champs and everybody knows it now, so they just kill them. And then Furia gets no points from then on. And I think that's gonna happen a lot because I don't know I don't know if Furia is going to adjust and I don't think that they want to. I, I I will say that is kind of a similar spot to where I was, Dia. The fact that <laughs> you know I think, and it's not that they lack talent. I think Fury no. uh, like Fury is very good. His Watson's a, a, a very talented player, but I do think a big reason why they were successful at, at Champs was because they were breaking the meta a little bit, doing something that essentially no team at the tournament was doing, and they really took the lobby by storm uh with that style and we're very successful with it but the amount of time since then the way the meta has shifted uh that so many teams have kind of caught up on that style and understand how they play i do think that that surprise factor that they had in champs is very much gone and that does hurt them mm-hmm. but i still think the talent level is really I- good yeah, I I, th- I think it, I think that like on a on a global level. Sorry, Zephyr, I'll pass it to you after this. I think on a global <laughs> level or a, a regional level, at the very least, Furia was like guys who ape you with shotguns. You know, like they 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 did really well. They and they they just wiped they, they wiped the floor with a lot of teams because they just run in there. When you're you're gone. Yeah. But now everybody knows that if somebody's running you with a shotgun, this applies to any FPS game almost. You just gotta back up and keep shooting them, and I, yeah, I, I I think that I think that everybody's adapted to Furia's style that that is very shotgunny right now, and unless Sea Lion changes something about that roster that I think is inherent to the players, they're gonna really <laughs> Zephyr is dying to jump Zephyr, in here. Please, Get in there. Please, Come I on, Zephyr, swear please. this is that all of that is exactly why Furio will finish at the tippity top. Right? <laughs> okay. That, that <laughs> okay. lack of faith. All right. Okay. That okay. is a team who has the flexibility to change on a dime and it's the reason why we saw them succeed at the back end of split two year two into playoffs into champs when we made that change up with his watson obviously yada 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 right mm-hmm. sure right personally i think furia is a roster that tends to hold what is near and dear to them in terms of their success close to the chest right and it, it has been displayed particularly in their strategies regarding metagaming. And it is not something I discuss very often because most teams don't fucking do it. It's monkey see, monkey do most of the time in Apex Legends, right? Furia be strong, guess what? Now we have the entire fucking lobbies in ranked and plat pretending to be yeah. Furia. It's terrifying, Z Davis right? is the biggest Furia fan after champs. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> Z Davis. I personally think... There are so many options for breaking this meta apart, and we have seen it in other regions. It is stupid to not think that we don't see Furia capitalize on the last moment where it counts, where it is necessary to place or be as dominant at the top of their groups. They've shown in scrims before that they tend to kind of blow it off and disrupt the personal perception of them before where it actually counts. Because when it actually counts, Fury show up. They can literally meander their ass through groups because they know the real prize is all the way at the end. 
playoffs. And then out of nowhere, we all wake up and are fucking <clears throat> questioning why weren't we on top of Furia this whole fucking time. Go, Dia. You might have the same question I have. I It's, it's not even a question. It's a counterpoint. Okay. Um, I, 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 understand, I understand where your opinion is coming from because a lot of things did change for Furia just in time for them to find immense success. And I think that where I don't have that same amount of faith that you do, but still don't fault you for it, um, is that I think that with the roster and coaching changes that happened simultaneously for Furia, they showed us, yes, a roster that can change very quickly when you change half the pieces. And I don't know if without changing those pieces, again, without pulling out a new roster, or without C-Line demonstrating some amount of control over the roster and changing that style completely whether they can actually achieve the same results because while I think we saw Furia do really well at Champs and while I think that Sea Lion is very intelligent, what I don't know is whether Sea Lion actually has a handle on the players in front of them or whether they went, you know what, really aggressive styles work well and all the players went, we love playing aggressive because we're very mechanically talented, so it just worked. If the meta requires them play, playing something different, I don't know if Furia can do it because I don't know if the players are willing to change to Sea Lion's plans and if Sea Lion even has plans for them. I think the one caveat to that point is that mm -hmm. there is a meta breaker comp, in my opinion, that's even more aggressive than what we currently see that mm -hmm. I think Furia could pull out. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I I think it would bolster already what they define themselves as that entity that we saw at Champs, but even more so capitalize on their strengths. Okay, Zephyr, Maybe I want so. I, I want to confer, uh, confirm something before I ask this question. Yeah. Is Furia your first place pick for this group? Because you kind of said that earlier. Do you have them first place in this group? It's a really strong toss-up, but I, I think just due to the history, in my opinion, <clears throat> yes. But I also think, I will preface this with, I think it comes down to... <laughs> Well, well, because the question that I have is that you talk about the meandering, but showing that's, up when yeah, the time is right, I, playoffs, like, it seems counterintuitive that you're like, they're my first. best team, but also they may kind of blow off the split think, and fuck around. I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference here in, in that I think they are a team that will exude the most success, but what they consider success is going to be very different than what TSM or okay. like a premiere or whatever considers success. Okay. And I think when we get to playoffs or something, that's when like we re reapproach this discussion when they're sitting in ninth, and I say the exact same thing you're hearing from me right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think that because yeah, looking towards the regular season, I think Furia will have a difficult time. Okay. Uh, there's there's a ton more to talk about here, and I this is I, honestly like a a group that's really fun to dig into. Mm -hmm. TSM, I I think TSM is going to be. Pretty good. People love to dog on them in between splits. Uh, it seems seemingly every year. I don't get why, uh, because I think the shift away from uh, Hal playing the Valkyrie, giving that back to to Verholz when it makes sense is really good. Uh, I've only heard great things 
about Raven, by the way. I actually got the opportunity to talk to Verholst Raven's a little great. bit uh, in Arkansas a couple of weeks ago. And Verholst was very clear like that Raven has come in and had an immediate impact on the roster. And he thinks that they're really heading in the right direction. And Raven has them set up to succeed uh, very much this split. And I'm looking forward to that. I think TSM is going to be really sick. Um, we all have Atlanta premiere in our top three. And we were all in Philadelphia. We were all in Philadelphia. I I got to see them in Arkansas a couple weeks ago. Where are you guys at on on that team? Dia. Uh, I, so I I actually, I, I, I struggled with putting Atlanta premiere up there because, uh, I think, I think they're a really good team. Um, but I think that this particular pick, especially given how things had gone for them previously. I know that they had a lot of back and forth last year as a mm-hmm. roster. Um, that, that really hampered my faith in them. And I think that right now I'm putting them in the top three because I think that the three that I have listed are the most consistent teams. Um, and even if you sub out for you for the eSports arena that I have, I, I still think that's true. I, I think that Atlanta Premier are... I, I'm actually I'm going to start a new point. I think okay. this lobby is extremely emotional. I think Group B is like the nursery of this season, where you have a lot of teams that if they if if, if they lose, they're just they're just going to lose their minds. Rosters are going to fall apart. People are going to be toxic on Twitter. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> like Group B, watch this for drama. And mm-hmm. I think the Atlanta Premier just. Fair don't really have that so they're gonna do well i think they're gonna be silently putting along everybody else is gonna be yelling at each other and they're gonna finish top three yeah i i would say personally i i think clip clip that so i can (laughs) post it on the subreddit i I personally think that just i think enemy is just such a good fit for this roster uh they still have some things to figure out and uh hill has been honest and vocal about that on on socials and stuff that i think hill has not been super satisfied with some of their recent results and feels like they have to kind of sort some things out but i think that enemy just fits in so well with this roster and while i don't necessarily view enemies ceiling as high as an individual player as like a verholst enemy does feel like that new young talent in that similar vein for this year um and you know i've gotten to watch enemy play a ton and i i think with hill and crook on this team he can really flourish i think that it i I think that it says a lot that with our top three including dark horse Mm -hmm. that both of the youngest players in this group make that list for all of us with atlanta premiere and esports arena being on all of our lists um yeah I, I, I think that... The, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that the new young talent that's in Group B is something that all of us are expecting to have an impact and a positive one on the quality of the scene. I will qualify my eSports Arena pick because I, I very intentionally had them at Dark Horse because of the Capra situation that's been going on. Now, as far as we are aware, Capra will play for the team at the very least in Week 1. Mm-hmm. Where it goes from there, who the hell knows? Because mm-hmm. once Capra plays week one, technically esports arena then can make adjustments if they see fit. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know that they want to do that. Maybe they want to continue to play with Capra. I am not aware of what the dynamics are of, of that situation behind the scenes, but it has looked very volatile, at least from, from Capra's perspective. I have a lot of confidence in Phony and Fury. I think that they're uh, just two incredibly consistent players and very, very talented, and they have the track record to to show that they can perform well. My entire eSports Arena prediction is just where does this Capra situation go? Does mm-hmm. he continue to play with the team, and can they continue to show the form that we saw from them uh, early on with this roster? Or do they have to make adjustments and what happens there? And, you know, they could certainly bring in a third and, and continue to succeed there. But it's like, it's just such a very weird situation for this team. Yeah, I, th- I think that even if, even if Capra were to leave, and I honestly, if I were Capra, I wouldn't because Esports Arena is uh, like that, that team, the place. Phony and Fury that you talked about. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I just think it's such one of the things that makes esports arena really powerful is that backbone they have with fury and phony and i think that even if mm-hmm. capra were to leave fury and phony have the experience and the versatility and the patience that not a lot of other teams have to sure. pick up another fragger who is of really any temperament and make that work i think that those i think those players are so good mm-hmm. and difficult to dislike yeah, that you you can get the most emotional young player. It doesn't matter because as long as they're mechanically talented, they're gonna work well. They played really well with Enemigo a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Looked really yeah. good I, there. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Enemigo. I wouldn't <laughs> mind Enemigo. <laughs> uh, anything you want to add on the esports arena point before we jump to uh, Group C or anything else you want to hit on Zephyr for this group? Solid. They're 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 solid, and the only reason they sit as a dark horse for me is because they're teams that have. Uh, displayed more regular amounts of success recently among the other pros. Um, I think if a dark horse is, to say the least, just because I needed another slot at this point to touch on them because they needed to be touched on. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's jump to Group C for our audio-only listeners. My picks were Optic, The Guard, 100 Thieves with Luminosity as my dark horse, Zephyr took Space Station, Optic, and Phase Clan with the Guard as his Dark Horse. And then Dia took the Guard, Optic, Luminosity with First Attempt as his Dark Horse. Zephyr, uh, where do you want to start? Oh, that's hard. I, where, where do you want me to start here on this one? We're all... This Dealer's is we're, we're Choice, all my friend. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, all on the Optic train. Mm-hmm. And Dia and I are on the Guard train. But outside of that, there is a lot of variance. This is seemingly... One Why of the are you most guys diverse okay, groups? I'm going. I'll start this. Why are you guys not like on the same? You're laughing at me. Why are you guys not on the same space station train? What is the deal with that? SSG's legit. I am. I think. I think they're mm-hmm. really. Good. I told them they're really good. I think they're. All, I think they're an awesome team. Uh, I don't think that they're top three in split one, but I think they're a great team. They're my fourth place. Yeah, I like I and I and I think that I think that the reason I think that again and I've talked about this a lot today, but because I think that the meta is going to change, Space Station are a really good team, but I think they're a really good team because Space Station do they they do something that almost no no other roster does, where they know exactly how they want to play the game, and then you watch them and they play it exactly that way. Space Station don't panic; they don't. They don't suddenly change their game plan because they're they're down a few points. They just keep going. 
and it's what makes them an incredible roster and one of the most consistent in North America. And it's also what, in the face of a new season, could ultimately make them have a difficult split one because they're going to take a while to adapt. They're going to be slow about it. And then when they get there, they're going to farm. But they're going to farm consistently. They're, they're not... They they're not like um ah like like I had SDS my dark horse for last for last time I don't think mm-hmm. space station are just gonna have a really like have a really great week where all their business deals have come together whatever people do in their free time and and then they're just gonna pop off I think that they're just gonna show up every week put in the work and do pretty well but not quite top the leaderboards in split one because everybody else is going crazy once things settle down space station will do well don't think there is a level of consistency that is replicated though here among some of these other teams to the same level as space station and i Mm -hmm. actually don't think the highest highs for these other rosters are as intense as we're describing yes there may be the one-off situation where someone like optic walks away with a very very successful start and they're having to play catch up the entire time but that kind of enduring factor of SSG and the fact that they are replicative in their success mm-hmm. is the reason why they should be at the very tippity top, at least in my personal opinion here. I, I think that you saying that Optic isn't as consistent as Space isn't or doesn't nearly have as, as consistent high of as highs as yeah. SSG. Like, what are you saying? What? I don't think Optic was Optic... literally the best North American team ac- across the entirety of last year in North America. Go, go ahead, I Zephyr, think, go ahead. I think Optic recently, I think Optic and Space Station like are like right there for me, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think Optic recently, particularly in the last few months, has been very back and forth regarding their success. Okay. Uh, more so than any other roster that has seen uh, a level of consistency in the past. Uh, I mean, we go, like, what? I think Oversight? I can literally look it up. Yeah. They literally go back and forth for weeks here from having first place finishes to literally 17th and below. And it's like, what is going on? Like, Hmm. I, I think I, ever since the fi- the finalization of year two and what we brought into champs, they have been extremely volatile as a roster. And it's the fact that they have those extreme high highs that has kept them at the top. I, I think, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, uh, I also agree that they, this is not a team that finishes 10th really. They're either, like, in an individual game, they're either finishing yes. <laughs> 19th or in If you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. But I do think that they play, like, I do, th- I do think that they find those wins a lot more consistently than other squads. Um, and that's where Optic's consistency comes from. I will also say that when compared to other rosters... There is not a single person on Optic that I wouldn't trust to close out a game. If you, this is a little bit of hyperbole, but if you split up this roster into three individual players and added them on to the three groups, group A, group B, group C, again, hyperbole, but I don't think any of them would finish outside the top seven. As single, as individual players in this lobby. They're just ridiculously good. Um, Yeah. 
and and I think that that's I think that that mechanical skill I think that trust that optic have in each other helps them get a lot more wins than other rosters and in finding those wins more frequently that is why they are so consistent I just think over time if I had to compare the two over split one I think Mm -hmm. having relative solid performances in top five versus the kind of we've seen from Mm -hmm. optic I think just mathematically like logically i think space station may oversee oversee them at some point go go, go ahead yeah so i have a the point i was going to make was i i see optic in a similar way to kind of the point that zephyr was making about furia where i think optic play their best when it matters most excluding granted their finish to champs because they did not Mm -hmm. show up at the end of champs that was a a very uh you know public yeah they fucking they absolutely failed at the end of that tournament so Mm -hmm. and i think that criticism of that performance is is completely warranted outside of that though i think optic plays their best when it matters most and this is not a roster that waits. It doesn't matter most at the end of the split and going into playoffs. Look at their performances last year. They were week after week after week really fucking good in Pro League. And when it comes to that, as compared to an Oversight or an Esports Arena Pro Night and other events, they find that form as soon as the highest level of competition starts. And for me, that's the week one of Pro League. So I think this team is going to come in and return to that form it may take a week but i think they will return to that high level form that we expect of them very quickly there's there's something to say the fact that all three of us have optic in our top three yes i mean (laughs) there you go yeah 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 i i also think that the points system in the algs favors them where it's not cumulative points uh over the course of the season from what you get on the day but instead Mm -hmm. your placement on the day is translated into points because it forgives optics weakness of having some games where they or some weeks even where they place a little bit lower in those points because yep. instead you're able to get top two, top three twice on the day. And now you're in fourth on the day. And that translates just the same as getting fourth with 3 million points. But, you know it, but it also nerfs the days when optic literally just run train on the lobby That's and hit true. triple mm-hmm. digits in a single day of competition. So like mm-hmm. they, they, get love on both ends of that spectrum because Mm -hmm. or or, or they get hit on both ends of that spectrum because optic is really talented let's move on from optic or go if you want to make a final point here do you hit it i was going to do exactly the same thing so go for it oh because i wanted to hit on zephyr putting face clan in his top three because when i look at this group i have a very defined top five bottom five and my top five is optic the guard hundred thieves ssg luminosity Bottom five, first attempt, slept on, Phase Clan, Oxygen, Sentinels. So I'm very curious, what have you seen, Zephyr, that has you buying in on this Phase Clan roster? And like, granted, they bring the name value. You've got a Snipe Down, you've got an Albrelele, you've got a Slurpee. What are Where do you, you get your copium? <laughs> Where do I get my copium? I mean, I wasn't going to hit it right it's between the eyes with that, but you know, why the fuck defi- not? It's, defi- it's definitely... <laughs> I, I definitely am hyped to to begin mm-hmm. with, sure. which is it influences a little bit. But I also do think that individually there are some extremely talented players on that roster that 
given the opportunity to find a mesh, can can really hoist themselves above the remaining teams in this lobby. And, and I, I think, while relatively speaking recently, it hasn't been at their best. I mean, I think it's just putting them back in the performance to potentially find that. Um, mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's currently technically unconfirmed who, you know, will be the third for that sure. roster. But uh, as Aberlele potentially comes into it, I think personally it's going to be a rough start. But they're definitely a team I see within that top five. I, I think they, they're less where I set up Space Station Optic and more definitely around the Luminosities and 100 Thieves and them, okay. right? Mm. Competing for that middle section there. Mm. I just I think... and, and I think this is also kind of where I come from. As I start breaking down these other individual rosters, everyone except for the guard, I am not explicitly as confident right now in where they will end up, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Between 100 Thieves, Lumosity, right? I, I Those two especially because they're kind of like the cusp of what you guys have right there. Mm -hmm. I just don't see the same relative success that I would long term. Okay. I I miss yes. I miss enemy go to say the least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think that Phase Clan's success is going to depend on entirely how much therapy Snipe Down and Abrilele have gone through to get out of their previous IGLing situations because they're very good players, but everybody has been watching C9 burn and really enjoying it. And Avril was a big part of that. Snipe Down, obviously, d despite having a good relationship ultimately at TSM, had a lot of differences with Hal. And these are these are two players who I think are very smart and or talented when when touching the touching the buttons, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, but I think that they are going to panic. I think I think they're going to panic a lot um, in these lobbies. No. Okay. Because of that. Yeah. I just, I have not seen, I have not just really been all that impressed with what I've seen so far from mm -hmm. FaZe. And, and it, is, it is especially worse because the name value gives me high expectations. Granted, I know mm -hmm. that Snipedown has been competing in Halo uh, since the release of Infinite, but he's also been playing Apex on a fairly consistent basis during that time. Like, it's still a game that he would stream fairly frequently. So it's not like he's completely rusty. Serpy G, super sick player. Uh, and and Alb, very talented player with a ton of history and a ton of very yeah. good results. So I had high expectations. And mm -hmm. while there certainly will be that bit of time that it takes for a, a roster to mesh, it has the, the early results for this roster has been... I would say significantly worse than I would expect uh, from them. And that has me fairly low on this team. Okay. Uh, why are you so high on first attempt here? Or or are you that high? Where is kind of your dark horse feeling for this team? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I think <laughs> first attempt have an amigo for now. So <laughs> you're 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 kind of liking that enemy go to Esports Arena move, yeah. huh? That's why Luminosity's not in my top three right now. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. lost the enemy go buff. Yeah, I I I also think Bronzy and Saucer are, are smart about the game. I think mm -hmm. that in uh, in a group 
like this. First attempt. It, outside of the top three that I have right now, because I don't know, I don't have Phase Clan in there. I would mm-hmm. say that the the fours and fives are Phase Clan, maybe Hundred Thieves, and then slept on the first attempt. Okay. Like that. Like you cut out this this middle section of the group. Um, and so first attempt, I Put believe. Put oxygen sentinels at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, biggest fall off, I, by the way, of the off season is this Sentinels <laughs> roster. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk I, about that, yeah. but that's oh. that's kind of huge. Anyways, continue. Uh, no, and and so I think that where slept on are going to have a more difficult time uh, adapting. I think that as we can all agree, they're clearly a roster in flux. I think they've got good building blocks. They will probably get a lot more success in split two. Split one's probably going to be rough for them. Um, I think that first attempt, because they have more experience, should do a lot better comparatively. And, I mean, if if they're on their game, they could, they could take the place of one of the teams that I have top three. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this this group's a little odd for me. I would say, um, it has some particular standouts, but there seems to be more of a gap when we start kind of breaking it down, it doesn't kind of flow in terms of the talent here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see the guard though. Um, obviously they sit yep. in my dark horse pick and obviously you guys have them rated potentially uh, very high to perform. I also think the guard's gonna find their success. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm just waiting to see how it matches up. They've been through some really tough situations here recently and I just wanna see if they come back and strike the iron wall it's hot, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I was very in between phase and the guard here. For, for my kind of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so why don't you yep. talk to me about your guard and hundred thieves picks before I before I say my piece on the guard because I'm super biased. Uh, He's hot. <laughs> I know. Uh, They're I'm, all hot too. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Keon. I think uh, it, it is a nice fit for the roster here. Uh, of course, you know we could talk uh, endlessly about like. Rambo's performance last year, especially when you add in what he was able to do with uh, GMT at Champs and that impressive run there. Uh, I just, like, the that Torrent roster was one of the most kind of pleasant surprises to an extent. I don't, I don't know that they were super surprising, but one of the most pleasant surprises of last year in North America, and I really enjoyed watching the team. And I just again when i like look at this group and i have my set kind of top five bottom five i do not have a lot of faith in those teams in the bottom five and i'm you know just a little bit more of a fan of this guard team and in and in buying in on their potential a little bit more uh than i am on space station which i know that zephyr is a uh, uh, opposite of in this instance mm-hmm. but i really like mm-hmm. the guard and also hundred thieves i'm just leaning on this team continuing to do what they did last year uh i think vaxon was such a wonderful addition to the team i do not put the struggles of that roster squarely on the shoulders of Vane. But the adjustment of of bringing Vaxlon in to replace Vayne revitalized this roster in a wonderful way. And I think mm-hmm. they will continue to be able to find that form. And I think they have a big opportunity uh, to be a big power player in this group. I think that's fair. I, I it, It's interesting. I think you have 100 Thieves 
for a similar reason that Zephyr has Space Station. Sure. Um, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I see those two rosters as being very, very comparable. Um, I think uh, 100 Thieves yeah. likes to play a little bit more with the meta than Space Station. Uh, there are more flexible exploring options, whereas, as you kind of brought up earlier, Space Station is very kind of set in what they do, and then they mm -hmm. do it well. And even if it isn't the peak of what they could be performing with, they draw out the consistency in it to, you know, allow themselves. Whereas 100 Thieves, uh, they try to kind of search for what opportunities might benefit them. And sometimes, as we saw with Last Bit, it pushes them to be better than the rest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I'd agree. Uh, I, I just wanted to touch on the guard very quickly. I know that you guys talked about it already, which is good. Um, but I think that with Rambo and RKM sort of going separate ways in champs, I think they both grew a lot as players um, in their in their confidence. I, like I said, super biased. I, I follow these players a lot, and having seen them talk to each other recently, I think their communication has improved, and their awareness of their own weaknesses. Both of those players have really, has, has really improved i think keon is a great addition to the roster but the core of this roster really depends how on how rkn and rambo are communicating because that's where things can fall apart i think they've done a really good job of addressing that in the off season hmm. and uh and rkn is, is especially um because he is going to be the igl from from what i from how from how he illustrated his experience at at champs, I think has matured a lot in knowing what risks are worth it to take and being more confident in taking risks than they were with the Torrent squad last year. Okay. I think that wraps our discussion, unless Zephyr, you had anything you really wanted to hit on there for group C no, at the end. No. Let's, uh, we're already at NA, an hour and 40 minutes. And a... Less than E. <laughs> somebody, somebody had to do it. Uh, we're already in an hour and forty minutes, gents. So mm -hmm. let's jump into. In this, I can't imagine will be a very long discussion. So I will prompt the folks in chat right now. We are going to do Q and A after we talk about the new season. So if you have any questions that you have for myself, Zephyr, and Dia, slam them in the chat right now because we'll be hitting those here very soon uh but let's talk season 15 the new patch dropped earlier this week we've got a brand new map we've got a brand new legend uh but i would say a very thin patch in terms of i take that as a compliment by the way clinical thank you very much you uh, do <laughs> go go birds baby go birds um a very thin patch in terms of legends because they're literally are no legend updates here. We have stickers now, so Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. first first blush, Dia, what are your thoughts on season fifteen? Uh, I I I thought somebody somebody brought up an interesting point earlier. First of all, I wish there were ranked changes because those wouldn't really affect comp. We'll, get to but, it. Yeah. Yeah, well we can talk about that in here. I I just eliminated the topic oh, okay. so we can just wrap it in this season right, fifteen right, discussion. Yeah, yeah. So go like, ahead, Dia. I, I I just I, I think it could have used a touch up. Am I still mm -hmm. gonna play the game? Yes. yes. Um but I think ranked could use an update, and it's one of the, something that won't affect comp in terms of legend changes and stuff. Sorry, Zephyr. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Is he raising his hand? Is yeah, that yeah. what you're doing? Yeah. No, uh, I was just feeling my wall. Oh, it looked uh, like you were raising your hand to get called really on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
I think I think that our map rotation is really nice, and that's fun. Uh, Broken mm-hmm. Moon, Olympus, World's Edge uh, should be good. Um, but I think that in terms of not having a lot of legend changes, I I I don't agree with the mm-hmm. move, but I understand the move a lot more because somebody I don't remember who it was, somebody smarter than me, uh, when everybody was complaining about the the patch notes, said that yeah, well, pro league starting soon. And you'd hate to see a lot of changes right before Pro League, and everybody we would be complaining about that anyway. So it makes sense that they didn't. Also, are we going to talk about Pro League and the the client? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's kind of that information is, we is that, have. Okay, so no, Yeso, not, Yeso doesn't have that information. Not, I, I I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think we should talk about it. Nor but, does but nor does the public either. Yeah, there's other <laughs> stuff that like, we'll talk about. What did later. I miss here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's other stuff. There's okay, other there's other stuff behind the scenes, but we actually well. All right, we're no, ending the it's, show it's, here, it's folks. Fine, have a good fine, one. We'll see you later. We don't know. We don't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. But but releasing a bunch of changes before Pro League carries risk, as every Apex patch does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I understand the decision not to change a whole lot with the with the new legend with the new map. So uh, yeah. it's actually very funny. I just came as you were like starting to make that point. I came to that epiphany thinking about the lack of legend changes because I all of a sudden thought about it in a League of Legends esports context yes. and mm-hmm. was like. I was like, oh, right before Pro League? I was like, wait, it's probably not a good idea to make drastic legend changes the week of the start of Pro League. I was like, that's probably a good decision. I mean, as a Mm -hmm. casual player, I probably would have liked to see it, but it does make sense, especially because in Apex, they don't do what they do in League of Legends, where you're almost never in professional league esports playing on the actual live patch. In mm-hmm. esports, you're almost always playing on the prior patch. So there is that patch comes out, you get time to play on it quite a bit at in scrims or in uh, ranked before playing it in your actual matches. And Apex doesn't do that, right? You play on the live patch. So I think you make a great point there, though. I am, I, I guess I would have loved to see something maybe mid season 14. Mm-hmm. them visit some of these legends that need some adjustments uh in terms of the adjustments we got in, in weapons and kind of the floor loot and kind of all that stuff yeah it's fine mastiff coming back to the floor is cool like I, I like the mastiff uh the new map is wonderful i love it i was playing it a bunch last night super fun uh catalyst definitely a legend that is not in the uh you know release a legend super powerful so everybody wants to play it uh they're definitely taking the strategy of uh let's make the legend hot so everybody wants to play it and we'll we'll let her be a little less powerful <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. see how it works out so catalyst definitely needs the some 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 love in terms of a powerpoint but i do like her kit i think it's cool i don't know that i'm looking forward to an eventual meta of catalyst and caustic being on the same team mm-hmm. that sounds toxic but uh the new legend's cool new map's awesome and we'll see kind of where it goes from here i think i think very simply with season 15 i think a lot of people are um a little quick to point out its faults when Mm -hmm. i mean it's one of the bigger updates that we have gotten and i think uh while nothing has particularly really screamed at us that's like oh this is so good catalyst is so fun you know broken Mm -hmm. moons and like everything's very good Everything yeah. came out. I wish we could have seen a little bit of a ranked tweak that would yeah. have had its impacts to kind of maybe amp us a little bit on our way forward through the season. 
But other than that, I mean, give credit to Respawn where it's due. Whole new ass fucking map. Callus comes out. The Meyer bugs, etc. Mm. Right. I love this point uh, from Lennox. It's perfect. The weapons meta, in my opinion, I agree as well, has been in a very good spot in comparison to previous seasons. Mm -hmm. I think just minor tweaks and a few iterations and everything feels particularly good and usable. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, awesome. And then obviously with ALGS coming up, of course we don't see changes. With Sears Heirloom coming out soon, of course we don't see him nerfed. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, think that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think to, to touch on your point with the weapon meta, I really liked what they uh, did with the Rampage and the Sentinel, where yes, uh, charged, because but both those uh. weapons were feeling really weak. I don't know if it solves the Rampage's core problem, but it does make it feel a lot better. Uh, Sentinel definitely now is a lot better of an option. Before it was just like, if you're not running Longbow, I don't know what you're doing. But because you can actually maintain some charge on the Sentinel now, I think... You've got you've got some good stuff. They also changed ring close timers just a little Ooh. bit, and I think that change yes. is pretty good. I think good. I think for, for comp, I think that they're trying to find that sweet spot, and they pushed it a little too far last time. Everybody yeah. adjusted, but I like that they've pulled it back a bit. I think I think nothing's particularly exciting, and that's why everyone kind of just kind of like jumps on a little bit. Obviously, it's kind of weird that we're not as you know obsessed with the new map, but maybe I've, oh my I've God. had. I've had my fill of Apex to a degree, so I'm kind of... I've only He's been, been on the Overwatch train. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. We, we can't get Zephyr to play ranked with us. Wait, wait uh, guys, I have a question for both of you. Mm -hmm. Did you yeah. guys read the bug fixes? Okay, I'm scrolling down. Fixed uh, an issue where a zipline was missing in the building on North Pad. Do you guys remember that? Oh, but we were all together, and I brought everyone over. I was like, look at this. Look at this. I don't know if Zephyr was in that game with us, but I, I was playing remember. with you. I think we were, oh, okay. I think yeah, we were yeah, playing yeah. with your well, friend yeah, was, last week, yeah, Dia, yeah, and you were yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, there's whoa, supposed whoa. to be a zipline here. Yes, right. yes. Well, your that. friend that is not Zephyr is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'll go back to playing <laughs> Cassidy. Uh... I have to ask chat now, though. Obviously, we've discussed a little bit about this season 15, but we'd love to hear from y'all. This is a little bit of a longer podcast, so let's yep. wrap it up with some questions. Questions Ooh. from chat. And before we pull our first question, do want to give a special shout out to our mutual friend and colleague, uh, Spider Tiff. We got the announcement this morning. We all woke up to see Tiff on Pro League, which is awesome. Uh, That's a win. She is wonderful. She is very good very at what she does. Addition. Very excited to see uh, how she fits into to Pro League this year and a, a wonderful addition. So big congratulations to uh, Tiff on that achievement. And hopefully, you know, in a year's time, the three of us are joining her. Fingers crossed. Cheers. Thank you, Yeso. <laughs> Had to get I, that one in there. <clears throat> Uh, do you they're, wanna... lucky, they're lucky I didn't force them to have a talent discussion post today, chat. Dia got a veto vote on that one, so uh, and I was I was right there I with him. Don't want to do it. Nope. Uh, do you want to hit right. the Brony question first, Zephyr? Do you want to you want to scroll back yes. up to that one? Let's let's that? do Brony question right here. Yeah. Uh, so dead ass really quickly asks, are these correct in terms of our particular <laughs> selections for My Little Pony? Uh, he thinks mine is Pinkie Pie, Yeso's is Twilight Princess, and Diaz is Rainbow Dash. You're actually wrong. Mine is, I believe, Applejack, if I'm correct. Dia, do you have a pick? 
What? I just get to pick an MLP? So, uh, I will or say is this. this. like a, a personality Yes, test? it is Applejack. I would totally. I have never in things. my life consumed any My Little Pony content. I have never watched it. I've never, like, owned a toy or whatever. I have a couple of coworkers that are bronies. A, I, I to, think, I to think each I'm, their I think own, feas- but... I think I'm feasibly a Rainbow Dash, right? Wrong, you're Twilight Princess, don't question I'm it. Twilight- Why am I Twilight Princess? Justify. Because you totally give Twilight Princess energy. What does that mean, bro? <laughs> that, that's why I can't say. I'm like, I don't know. I got a collection, no, no. Hey, I'm on that... Come on, Clinical, you know what, the, what train I'm on, all right? I'm on that I'm on that One Piece train. I'm on that oh, Yu Yu Hakusho train. We got we, we got the one piece is real, baby. The one piece is real. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we yeah. Can't. Let's, bro. That's hot, Zephyr. That's sick. What is that? It's Luffy and his with his uh, his hockey on. Um. All right. Any other questions? Uh, we got what? Uh, DME Luca. What are the best teams, in your opinion, that didn't make it to Pro League? Teams that you expect to excel in Challenger Circuit. Black Hand. Uh-huh. Black Hand. I was very disappointed and surprised to see Black Hand not qualify for North American Pro League. I was super excited about that roster. And I think they will dominate in Pro League. We'll have to see what happens. But I, I Or in uh, Challenger Circuit, I should say. I want them in Pro League. So bad. Mm-hmm. UTFT, to... fix your shit. Rip, rip, Nez. Rip, fucking yeah, rip UTFT, Nez. bruh. That yeah. team needs to get. A, I, I, if I swear to God, if I watch fucking UTFT perform everywhere but where it counts, I'm really just gonna like. <sighs> it frustrates me so much every single time, because like we literally spend weeks and days and hours. Very good idea supporting what is like one of the most loved teams in the community and then when it comes to the point where they literally just have to make it work they don't and they just haven't right and it's like literally all they need is a spot once they have that spot that's a team that can put up a level of consistency that will net them all individually futures right Mm -hmm. futures within this scene where they all go the respective ways and find success but until they do that it's it's literally like nails on a chalkboard for me every time, and it just pisses me off. Understandable, understandable. Anybody that you want to add in there, Dia? Um, I'm thinking about it. I felt like EMEA sorted out pretty well. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Project Armor. <laughs> yeah. That was that that was that was unfortunate. I think rats had a really tough run. This is in EMEA. I think rats had a really tough run. Mm -hmm. Um, through this as well. I think they do well in Challenger Circuit in North America. Um, I think Redeem stands out. Yeah, it's quite sad to see them not qualify. Uh, Shoreline Mafia showed up on the last day and had some good stuff. I don't know if they'll keep playing together, um, because they are, I think, bigger than a lot of other teams. Void, I expected to do a lot better. I know they expect themselves to do a lot better. Howdy, um, MMW, also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot. 
yeah. I I I think that I think there is a lot. Um I think I think those those couple nightmare also. Yeah, dang. We really missed out on a we missed out on a lot of people who placed 40 Yeah. It's it's important to remember that we've gone from 40 teams to 30. And there were only eight spots for teams to qualify for this time around. Whereas last last year, I I, no, I agree. It's a good thing. But last year, I think coming in, it was 20 invites and 20 qualifying spots, if memory Mm -hmm. serves. So it is a very drastic shift. Did you have something else to add there, Dia? I, I just wanted to say, I think that there are less teams that... I would have liked to see make it that didn't in EMEA. Um, I think the teams that did make it did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just going over that list, I wasn't like, oh, wow, we're missing a lot. Whereas like, I came up with almost 10 names in NA that I think could have made it based on the day. Right. Oh, so. world class. World class. Um, <laughs> really quickly here. Let's keep this moving. Yep. Um, if they put Broken Moon in the ALGS map pool, a la Storm Point last year, what's one change you would like to see to the map before it happens? I haven't uh, played it yet. I'm yeah. in California. I've got I've got to play the map more. I, yeah. I I like it a lot so far. Um, the only thing, just like first blush, trying to throw some idea out there. I'm curious if they will adjust ring timers for that map in particular because of how large it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, because if 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 I'm I believe I'm correct, uh, ring timers are the same across all maps. As of right now, I believe. No. no, they're different. They are slightly different. They are slightly different. Okay, so yeah, you can my, I think it's ma- it's mainly because of dropship time, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so my thing would be, you you maybe need to either make the circles a little bit smaller, uh, or and or adjust those ring timers because the map is large. Now, granted, I've played plenty of games and there's been plenty of early game action. How that plays out in a competitive setting. We're yet to know, but the, those are the only changes I can think of off the top of my head. Actually, say that's one of the few maps where I wouldn't mind if the ring was faster. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the speed at which you can traverse that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Those, shared, those zip lines are super shared, cool. Shared, shared POIs plus the. I honestly love those zip lines so fucking much. Oh, so fun! I feel like they should be on literally every single map because now I'm now I'm literally spoiled. Why? How am I? How the fuck am I gonna get from containment to to hillside? Wow, I referenced two maps at once. That is just cringe of me. How am I gonna get to containment to artillery now without yeah. my fucking super zip line? This is bullshit. The answer is don't play Kings Canyon. But I am hearing what you're saying. Based, <laughs> fucking based. Love it. But yeah, I, um, I think we just need more play on the map before we get an idea. But that would be yeah. I'm, I'm with Zephyr. Just adjustments to the ring. Uh, why is Zephyr so hot? Uh, it's because I was built by the gods. Mm. <laughs> Good skincare routine. Uh, don't have one. Yep. A friend of the show. T- <laughs> don't have one. Tess uh, says, give me thoughts on Catalyst and if she's buffed Love to be Tess. comparable, how she'll fit in the meta. Uh, Catalyst won't fit in the meta. I, I think Catalyst post buffs okay. will fill a similar role to because of her her kit it's just a similar role to acoustic right you just control space fairly well 
um, and you can just deny uh, or, or, or make entries just costly into buildings. So you just probably will occupy a similar uh, uh, role to that, as well as barring, you know, with some possible buffs on her ultimate, uh, more of becoming more of a harder counter to scan legends, because I know people have been talking about the fact that you can just toss the uh, seer ultimate over the top of her ultimate. I don't think that's terrible, because... If somebody throws a Seer ultimate over my Catalyst ultimate, I'm just, like, gonna beam it immediately. So I don't yeah. think that's all that bad, but those are the what I would see. Uh, I think... Uh, I want to wait for bugs to be fixed sure. on this legend because I don't know what's intended and what isn't um, in terms of his interactions with height and buildings. Hmm. But what I would love to see for Catalyst is that the wall has a I, I want to know the rules on on what it hits what it jumps up on top of and what it what it falls down onto because i think that she could be incredibly powerful against um what this is what i thought she was going to be when she was released <laughs> was like an incredibly powerful tool against teams that like to take a lot of space because you can wall to separate half a fight and then ape someone mm-hmm. um and i think that that if if Catalyst moves into the pro meta at all, it'll be for that reason. Because I don't think you get to replace Caustic, um, and you can just lock the doors the same with Rampart, who's already got an actual yeah. ultimate. So Yeah, I think yeah. I think Catalyst's ultimate is the biggest downside to where she currently is as a legend. If there were some I would actually like to see more like decisive hard changes to that alt before I would even start to bring up Catalyst in terms of competitive setting, mm-hmm. because as Diaz brought up, there are just other legends who are more efficient and flexible in comparison mm-hmm. to Catalyst. Catalyst feels too awkward. It doesn't fit every situation effectively, and it's the reason why we saw, most notably, Newcastle, who is very similar. Newcastle is stronger than Catalyst, but he is very particular in the situations that make him effective for long-term endgames and big success. And we saw, literally, Newcastle comes out, the buff comes through for that next patch, his playing comp goes, and then it goes, 100 Thieves, (laughs) right? And that's it. And now no one touches it. And it's because they're just better picks that are more flexible. And that is like, when it comes to comp, you need to have the ease of access to find success regularly. Mm-hmm. Callus doesn't do that. Yeah. I, 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 for right now, you know, waiting on bugs and adjustments to, to the legend, uh, I would have liked them. I would like to see them be a little bit more useful offensively because right now I think it is really the only, the, the, the ult is the only thing that might hold that together. Yeah. And as a defensive character, they leave a lot to be desired still. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll it's 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 definitely workable. I wouldn't mind a little more mobility on the legend, and I'm gonna stop there because nobody needs give to her, hear my stupid game design. Ideas. Give her give her the ability to have like Pharaoh fluid. Like if she steps around on her own Pharaoh fluid, mm-hmm. boost. That, that was awesome. that was literally the thought I just had. Like let her have like an offensive use for her, maybe even for her team. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it's a maybe it acts like uh like the, the Jace gate uh in, in yes. league where you place it down yes. and the team runs through it and they get a speed boost. If your team runs through your own ferrofluid, 
you little speed buff or something. How terrifying would that be too? Like you wall and then you all run through it at the same oh, time. Oh, that'd be too. so good mm-hmm. if the if the wall was a debuff. Like, like let's take this not her fair fluid, it's just like her alt as a whole. Her alt is a debuff to anyone else that's an enemy that runs through it, but to your team, they get infused with the power of ferrofluid, and they either can get a, an extra defensive fortification chunk to f- fuck with teams, mm-hmm. or they move quicker, or we just make more bullshit crazy ideas to try yeah. to force Catalyst into the meta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tess, holy shit, wait, y'all are genius. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think there there are cool things that you can definitely do with her kit and with the the, the, the the fluid. Yeah, that would be that would be this is just interesting. venom at this point. Yeah. Any any final questions uh before we close out the show? Thank you any as last well, thoughts, Glad you, glad also, you enjoyed yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh just a reminder to everyone in chat, we do uh host this every single Thursday and we're very pleased to have Dia on this time around. Yes, we are. Between both me and Yesa. It's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh but we also upload all of these podcasts on many, many platforms for your tickling of yep. the ears. Yep. It'll be up uh this afternoon on YouTube, anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so you could check it out on all uh, of those platforms today. Uh, oh my god, we didn't talk about the Hyperlux tournament finals that are tonight. Okay, last question real fast. Last, we are last at, question, really we're, quick. We're at two question. hours. Uh, Hyperlux, the oh uh, favorites for tonight. I, I I don't know. Give me a second. Uh, quickly, totally everyone look forgotten. up the Hyperlux tournament. Yeah, I know, I'm pulling up the Liquipedia right now. Everyone, we, we've been, it's kind of hard. Like, we went from, like, everything being very aggressive regarding, like, you know, Apex with preseason quals to now we got to look at this. Um, all right. Uh, Energy, TL, Furia, SSG, G2, MPL, Lumosity, TSM, The Guard, Cloud9, CLG, Complexity, Esports, Renew Sentinels, Phase, Optic, Atlanta Premier, Tripods, First Attempt, Black Hand. Uh, TL, done. RIP, Black Hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm taking Energy. Wait, no, Energy, TSM. Energy, Energy, yeah. done. Yeah. Energy, Moving TSM. On. Done. Yeah, you're trolling. I, 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 I'm really wondering how the guard will place. Uh, yeah. You're cringe. Bias. Moving on. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I. Well, I think it's going to be really indicative of their of their performance throughout the season. Also, I would tripods the bottom five. Prediction. Tripods bottom five. I'm calling that one too. Uh, tripods bottom twenty. That's rough. That's rough. Come on, guys. Come on. They're I, people. Just, They're humans. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> They're I a can, challenger circuit level yeah, team in pro league. I can, I, and I can, you know, my criticism of them does not have to do with uh, any hate or. Oh, it's or, just you know, an analyst, you know. I just strict. Think, I just think they're going to finish bottom five in this lobby. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, NRG are going to do well. I the reason that I say I'm curious yeah. about the guard is because well, yes, obviously I'm biased, but also I think it'll be really indicative of how they finish off this split. And for somebody who predicted them as being top three in the split, I sure hope it goes well for them. I definitely think that this lobby will be a very good litmus test for the start of Pro League this weekend. Yeah, the pre-Pro League Pro League. Yeah. All right. Uh, That is going to do it for us here, folks. Wrapping up Episode 3. Dia, thank you so much uh, for coming to join us, my friend. Uh, Where can the folks folks find you and check out your stuff? At esports underscore Dia on Twitter. Awesome. And also on Twitch, but I don't really stream on Twitch, so just follow me on Twitter and I'll tweet. 
I love you. <laughs> and hey, uh, also, chat was really chat was really good today. Uh, I know we didn't bring up all of the points um, that they made, but there were some really good ones, and there was some good discussion going on there. So I just wanted to appreciate you because you all had your brains on. It was awesome. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to chat. Dia, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have Dia on again. Uh, probably as often as we can drag him on here. Let's be honest. We'll definitely have him on to uh, go back and revisit our predictions after this split, but thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back again next week, folks. Remember, next Thursday afternoon, 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, and remember, if you missed any or all of today's episode, make sure to check it out uh, on YouTube, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'll have them up there soon, but thank you so much, folks. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you later. See you.